Thank you for joining us and welcome back Beyond the Bandwagon. I am Elias. With me today and every podcasting day is Kyla. What's up? This past week was full of what the hells from David Johnson to Matt Ryan. We'll get into all of that, but first, don't forget to send us your lineup questions and concerns at BTBW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We'll cover week eight here in a bit. But we'll start with recapping our week seven performances, or in my case, lack thereof. Uh-huh. Kyla, I imagine you're about to bring a little bit of a ray of sunshine into this podcast <laughs> with how you performed in week seven and with the Cowboys shellacking of the Eagles. I am quite happy this week. Much Feeling much better than I was last week. Right. As we had said, my fantasy team Finkel and Zeinhorn is on the same trajectory as the Cowboys which held up this week I said I had a pretty good feeling about it so I did finally get back in the win column this week with a 128 to 74 win over Hakuna Matata team who if you remember if you've listened to this podcast from the beginning is the team of my boss who drafted Patrick Mahomes with the first overall pick. Full disclosure, Hakuna Matata is 0-7. <laughs> I know, I was terrified that he was going to beat me and I was going to be the only person to lose <laughs> to him. Um, anyway, as you can imagine, Mahomes is his best player by far. So when he went down on Thursday night football with nine fantasy points, my chances of winning really increased a lot. I had plenty of guys in the early block of games on Sunday. Jared Goff, despite looking like shit in the actual game, finished with a good stat line of 268 yards and three total touchdowns. Uh, Apart from Goff, Dalvin Cook had a monster game course i can always count on dalvin and i have to say i just want to throw this in there i'm gonna give you full credit for this dalvin cook thing because i drafted him on your recommendation to draft him oh well thank you yeah and he has been by far my best player i was really high on the vikings in the preseason in general and kurt cousins and that didn't look great at the beginning of the year yeah but apparently kurt like you know, he just needed his uh, teammates to scream at him a little <laughs> bit and make fun of him publicly. Yeah. And then uh, now he's performing, you know, fantastic. So Yeah, he just needed to be shamed a little bit. Exactly. I'm still all in on the Vikings. I still think they're amazing. They're, they're doing much better now that they're throwing the ball a little more. Um, yeah, so Dalvin Cook finished with 29.4 points. Aaron Jones had a bounce-back week after his horrendous outing in Week 6, scoring 16 points, and Tyler Lockett also had a solid day. My feeling, guys, that I plugged in to replace Godwin and Connor were my lowest scorers. Chark had a decent day with 73 total yards, but he did not find the end zone. And Michael Gallup, unfortunately, had far less points than I expected. Part of that, as we mentioned... Probably because the Cowboys were way up on the Eagles for most of the game. And Dak um, had his fewest pass attempts in 27 in the whole game. So, and he did get some targets, but he only finished with, what I say? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe four points? I didn't note it here. Okay. Um, but, 
Tennessee's defense has sucked since I picked them up a few weeks ago. They only got four points. Um, they're playing Tampa Bay this week, so I'm going to give them one more chance, but we'll see how it goes. Oh. Well, they're they're playing Jameis. It's a perfect time for, <laughs> for them to get back, you know, get about four interceptions. That'll be perfect. This Since Jameis Winston hates me, this will probably be the only game of the season that he doesn't throw an interception. Just saying. Could very easily happen. <laughs> uh, overall, I'm happy with the win. I mean, I beat a bad team, but I still won. I moved up from sixth to fifth and plan to continue working my way into the top four so I can make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the uh, counterpoint of that, I got smoked 146 to 95. Oh, wow. What really killed me was the 22 points combined I got from Cooper Cup, Mark Ingram, TJ Hawkinson, and Carlos Hyde. Oof. I didn't feel good about Hyde in the flex against the Colts. I kind of thought that'd be a tough matchup. He just got... Three and a half points, uh, 12 carries for 35 yards, was not featured in the passing game. Pretty much a no-show from him. Game flow has a little bit to do with that. They had to throw a lot late in the game. Nevertheless, those four guys not performing obviously really hurt. Like I said, I got 22 points from those guys. I also got 22 points combined from my kicker, Harrison Butker, and my defense, the oh. New Orleans defense. So That's pretty good. Kicker and defense... Sure, but when your <laughs> kicker and defense have the same output as four of your main guys, that's really that's really not what you're looking for. No. <laughs> On a positive note, Saquon, Lamar Jackson, and Golden Tate, they all had pretty good weeks. Lamar Jackson, 25 points. Saquon, back in the lineup with 15 and a half, he had 18 carries for 72 yards, and then he added three catches, eight yards, had a touchdown in that game. Oh, that's not that impressive. <laughs> Maybe for Saquon's standards, it's not that imp that impressive. Golden Tate only had 11 points, but he was my third highest scorer. <laughs> Actually, I, I take that back. He was my fourth highest scorer after the kicker. After <laughs> so that's uh. where my week was at. Had Mike Evans and Odell Beckham Jr. on a bye. I'm happy to have them back this upcoming week despite mm -hmm. their up and down seasons You're confident in those guys this week no <laughs> i'm i'm absolutely not confident in them i'm not confident in odell especially because they're playing new england and it doesn't seem like anybody can even move the ball oh. when they're playing the patriots yeah that's bad especially not sam darnold <laughs> so that's kind of that's where i'm at yeah our uh w winners and losers from Week seven, I can just get that kicked off. Mm -hmm. Marvin Jones Jr., of course, receiver for the Lions, ten catches, ninety-three yards, four touchdowns on thirteen targets. Wow! He was the main option in the red zone for Matthew Stafford. All of his TDs were sixteen yards or less, so they were driving down there. It just kind of seemed like each time they were down there, the ball found his way into his hands. Yeah which was pretty awesome if you, for some reason, started Marvin Jones Jr. in your flex. <laughs> I don't think most teams are going to have him as your top two guys, but you never know. Yeah. And it paid dividends. He was on the bench in our league. I think that Dave had him on the bench. So. Well, he's kicking himself right now. I'm sure. Uh, my Jones, one? Jun oh, Jones Jr., hold on one second. Sorry. Jones Jr. <laughs> took 
turns beating up on on multiple corners for the Vikings. He scored on Mike Hughes, Mike Hughes, Trey Wayne's, Xavier Rhodes. It, I mean, it was him pretty much picking on on everybody in that secondary. Likely won't repeat this performance, but it was certainly fun to watch while it lasted. Oh, definitely. Um, my winner of the week is Aaron Rodgers, another obvious choice. Um, he's one of my favorite individual players in in the league, I yeah. think. I read some stuff one time about him pranking guys in the locker room. And at one point, he got a towel full of shaving cream to the face in an interview. When he was asked about that, he said that he can appreciate a good prank. So I too can appreciate a good prank, and that's why I like him. So just that's a quick a good note way to there. look at it. He's <laughs> staying positive. He's not gonna, you know, get too worked up about it. Yeah, he's also one of those guys like Tom Brady, where I feel like you could put anyone around him, and he can just throw to them, and they'll absolutely. Yeah. Um. He finished this game with a massive stat line of 429 yards, five passing touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown with no interceptions. In our league, that was 55.76 points. Good God. This, to me, is extra satisfying because Dave also had Aaron Rodgers, but he benched him in favor of Carson Wentz, who we know played Dallas this week oh no (laughs) and he only finished with 8.84 points so I feel like that should be a lesson to anybody wanting to play a QB against Dallas I'm just saying I'm so glad that you paid attention to that and you (laughs) you you know checked out his matchup and saw that Rogers Marvin Jones and then you also told me I believe that Chase Edmonds was on his bench I did think that, but I was wrong about that. Latavius Murray was also on his bench, though. Okay. Yeah. So So there's still a trifecta mm -hmm. of of whoops. Yeah. For for him. Well, my loser of the week. Speaking of Chase Edmonds, my loser is David Johnson, the running back for Arizona. This is basically one of the all-time fantasy what the hell Mm -hmm. moments. He was listed as active uh, on ESPN and Yahoo. It, It posts. They both said like a, a juicy matchup or something to to that effect. You know, uh-huh. he's going to play, put him in your starting lineup. He's going to have an amazing game. Well, he took one carry and got two yards, and then he pretty much didn't play the rest of the game. Yeah. They just they said that he wasn't feeling right, and it was basically he was only going to play if it was an emergency. Mm-hmm. And luckily for them, Chase Edmonds had an amazing game. And it was not an, an emergency. <laughs> they did not need to play him at all. Uh, it sucks for everyone that started him in a, a different league. I started him. I realized that fantasy is not as important as the real game. But at the same time, it's it's frustrating. It was a huge bummer. I lost in that league. But the thing about it is that I have Chase Edmonds on that team. Oh, yeah? I have the handcuff. I have him on my bench. Well, All I, I would have needed is for Arizona to have a little transparency and say the the starter today is going to be Chase Edmonds, and I would have put him in, <laughs> and I would have got thirty five points. But instead, I got zero point two, and is. that is how the cookie crumbled. <laughs> Very disappointed in the Cardinals. I realized they were worried about the Giants, not fantasy football. But 
It's still frustrating. You just wanted a little honesty from the Cardinals, right? Exactly. Tell the (laughs) truth. I, um... I at one point I thought I bet they I think they did this on purpose to us but I know that they don't even they don't care about fantasy football and they were just going to let him try to play but yeah, true You know you know that they knew what condition he was in they had to so I don't know I don't know that that was terrible though I'm glad I didn't have him because if I had him I would have started him like everybody else if he's playing you have to start him so. Yeah, you you don't have a choice. Like you're gonna play him. He's one of the best options in fantasy, especially in this past week. Yeah, and then he just essentially didn't play. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, really so. sucks. So people everywhere took that zero point two and they ran with it because they had no <laughs> other choice. Uh, my loser of the week is Evan Ingram. The expectation for Ingram last week was high because the Giants played the Cardinals who have given up the most fantasy points to tight ends this year. Instead, he saw his lowest number of targets in any game this season and only caught one pass for six yards. What is worse, Arizona did still give up a touchdown to a tight end in this game. It just wasn't Evan Ingram. It was Rhett Ellison, who I have never heard of. I think I've heard of him. <laughs> I couldn't couldn't tell you anything about him. <laughs> Definitely don't want to pick him up in fantasy. Nope. Tell you De- that. No, not a good, not a good fantasy option. I wouldn't pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, moving on to the notable injuries for this week, we'll start with Carryon Johnson. Huge blow to fantasy owners. He has a knee issue. He was placed on IR. On Tuesday, he underwent a knee procedure. The earliest he could return is week 16. So odds are, unless you're in a league that plays week 17, which hopefully you're not. Yeah. But he is, for fantasy purposes, out for the year. Mm -hmm. Then there's Adam Thielen. He has a hamstring issue. He is out for the Vikings game Thursday night against Washington. If you're truly desperate, the main benefactor of his injury is Obelisi Johnson who actually, I believe, had an okay game on Sunday once Thielen went out. Um, moving on, Will Fuller, hamstring. He's expected to miss several weeks, the receiver for the Texans. And also another injury, Matt Ryan sprained his ankle. They haven't said he's out yet. He's expected to play Sunday. That is an injury that's affecting my team, so <laughs> not happy about that. Lamar Jackson's going to be on a bye. I, if Matt Ryan can't go, I'm going to have to pick up another QB. What do you uh, think you're going to do if he doesn't play? Who do you think you're going to get? Well, I tried to pick up Matthew Stafford off the waiver wire, but he was taken. I didn't oh. get either one of my waiver pickups. I did pick up uh, uh, Kenny Stills once all the waiver fuss was over with. Yeah. Once Who I else could did just, you, you know, p- pick up the scraps. <laughs> I, I tried to I tried to pick up Ty Johnson as well because Carry on Johnson, right. like we said, is out. I uh But I, I didn't, didn't get either one. I didn't try to pick up anybody this week. I'm trying to improve my waiver position in case I get desperate for something. <laughs> well, and that's my issue too, is pretty much every week I need to pick up one person. Most of the time it's a defense. Mm-hmm. And every week it just seems like I am eighth or ninth or tenth in the waiver wire. Yeah, <laughs> and I've I I don't think I ever get any higher. Yeah, 
Um, updates on some previously injured people. There's a lot more of these. Luckily, the list of new injuries this week was shorter than it has been. Um, Drew Brees is questionable. He could play Sunday. It has been five weeks, which is right in the middle of his four- to six-week recovery timetable. He will start if he is healthy, of course. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he has a high ankle sprain. He remained sidelined on Wednesday. Pat Mahomes had only had a patellar dislocation. We kind of talked about this on the last episode. He was limited in practice on Wednesday, which I'm surprised, really, that he is practicing already. But Andy Reid won't rule him out for Sunday. But it's assumed he won't play. Um Sticking with the Chiefs, Sammy Watkins has a hamstring injury. He is trending toward returning after he's missed, what, two weeks now, I think? It, it might be more, maybe even at, at least two, maybe three. Yeah. But he's been out for a while. Devontae Adams, receiver for the Packers. Turf toe issue. He is a game-time decision for week eight. Uh, Christian Kirk for the Arizona Cardinals. He has an ankle issue. He's listed as questionable. He was limited in practice on Wednesday. I guess we should say this, too. We are recording this on Wednesday the 23rd. So, you know, keep track of your lineups. Make sure that you're keeping tabs on all this as the week goes on and the news continues to break. Yeah. More injuries. Tyrell Williams for the Raiders. He's questionable. He did return to practice on Wednesday. There's still not a guarantee from John Gruden if he will play or not. And then A.J. Green, still out after the offseason surgery to his ankle. And Adam Schefter reports he is not expected to return until after the Week 9 bye for the Bengals. Oh, yeah. We already talked about David Johnson. He did not practice on Wednesday. The Cardinals signed running back Alfred Morris. I don't know if that really tells us. Well, yeah, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're they're playing it close to the vest. Yeah, Marquise Brown. Um, the Ravens are optimistic that he will return after the Week Nine bye. Cam Newton is out again in Week Eight. The Panthers really have not given a timetable for his return. Uh, Ron Rivera has only said that he won't play until he's one hundred percent, but he hasn't said, you know, what percent he's at right now. Um. See, I'm kind of confused about the Cam Newton thing as well, <laughs> because I I think part of me thinks that if they were losing and the quarterback wasn't performing, that he would be trying harder to get back. Like they're saying he's not 100%, mm-hmm. but part of me thinks, well, Kyle Allen is winning, playing. Yeah, he's won all of his starts. He's taking care of the ball. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they don't really want him to come back. <laughs> maybe maybe he, d- he won't depending. come back. Maybe he'll get traded somewhere at some point. I don't know. They've been talking about trades for Cam Newton. I don't see that happening. He's a quarterback that took the Panthers to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was just a couple years ago now. He's still an amazing talent. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how you trade him. But yeah. especially for Kyle Allen, it's a, it's a four-game sample size. Oh, definitely. Uh, Sterling Shepard's still in the concussion protocol. He was limited in Wednesday's practice. He already had two concussions this year, so they haven't said whether he'll be active this week. He claims that he's been symptom-free for a couple of weeks, but they still have him in the protocol. Seems sort of like a situation 
that it seemed like Wes Welker was in many times where Sterling Shepard, you're just going to have to protect him from himself. Mm -hmm. He's already had two concussions this year. He really doesn't need to play. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Our final injury, Nick Foles. As you may recall, he broke his collarbone back in week one. Still no guarantee that he'll start whenever he's ready because of Minshew mania. (laughs) But he is returning to practice. Uh, We'll see. Probably not this week, but maybe the next week. Nick Foles may be back in action. And then we did want to mention as well two trades in the receiver world. Mohamed Sanu from the Falcons to the Patriots and then Emmanuel Sanders from the Broncos to the 49ers. Yeah, that's that's big trades for them. They both <laughs> I saw a thing that said Mohamed Sanu went to sleep one and six and woke up seven and oh and I was like, that is that's <laughs> true for Emmanuel Sanders too, pretty much. I mean, he went from a team that had two wins to a team that has six, so Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Undefeated. For them. As a Broncos fan, I'm sad to see Emmanuel Sanders go. Yeah. He was always fun to watch. It's disappointing, but he's getting a little bit older, and if they got a draft pick out of it, it seemed, I believe it was a fifth-round pick. Uh, yeah, I don't recall. So that is kind of weak, Yeah, it seems like, for Emmanuel Sanders, but maybe you, maybe that's all that they can get out of him. Yeah. But long story short, it's difficult to see him go, and, and good luck in San Francisco. Definitely. Um, moving on into our good and bad matchups this week. My first good matchup is, drum roll please, LaShawn McCoy versus Green Bay. <laughs> oh. Shady, my pal Shady. Your favorite. After being my loser of the week a couple of weeks ago, here we are. Of course, Pat Mahomes not playing will be a downgrade for the entire offense of Kansas City. But I am hoping that they will lean on the run a bit more than they normally do since, of course, Patrick Mahomes is not going to be there. And the Packers are giving up the fourth most fantasy points to the running back position and have given up eight total touchdowns to running backs this season. LaShawn McCoy is out-touching and out-gaining Damian Williams since his return. I know Elias is very sad about that. Of of course he is. I I just want to throw out there that I dropped Damian Williams. It's disappointing. (laughs) It breaks my heart. But when I picked up Kenny Stills, Damian Williams was clearly the odd man out on my roster. That that is unfortunate. But it's it's a little satisfying to me because I said that LaShawn McCoy was going to take over that backfield. And it appears that I was right. (laughs) (laughs) yes you you won that one Um, for sure i'm thinking if kansas city gets down which they probably will they can still use him in the passing game um he is on my roster but i'm not playing him this week because i've got dalvin cook james connor and aaron jones but if you need a good flex play he is definitely an option for you i think all right moving on since kyla (laughs) is done gloating for now now. about Lashawn mccoy (laughs) my first just for now my first good matchup is leonard fournette the running back for the jaguars they're hosting the jets uh as kyla pointed out when we weren't doing the pod this is a bit (laughs) of low-hanging fruit but i wanted to mention a couple things about fournette uh starting with the fact that I wasn't high on him to begin the season, but as soon as Nick Foles got hurt, I think it changed the offense's trajectory and Fournette's fantasy trajectory. 
the Jaguars became a no doubt run first offense. At least it seems like to me, like they were in the past. Over his last four games, Fournette has at least 20 carries, and he's averaging 4.97 yards per carry over the full nice. seven-game slate this season. The Jets are allowing the sixth most fantasy points to RBs this season. Fournette has over 100 yards in three of his last four games. I think Fournette owners should feel super comfortable about where he's at, especially once their divisional games have concluded. There are some good run run defenses in their division, which should be soon, actually. And if he doesn't have a good game against the Jets, that's totally <laughs> the Jaguars' fault because everything is wide open, especially after you saw on Monday night how Sony Michelle just destroyed that yeah, defense. Yeah, definitely. The, the Jets' defense is not good, which is <laughs> – it's really sad because they beat the Cowboys. But you know. Their mm. only win is over the Cowboys, and how that happened, I, I do not know. <laughs> My next good matchup is somebody that we briefly mentioned already. You said you tried to pick him up off of waivers this week. Matthew Stafford versus the New York Giants. He is coming off of his highest fantasy point total of the season. He finished last week with 364 yards, four touchdowns, one interception against a, du- a Vikings defense that ranks just ahead of the Giants in fantasy points per game allowed to quarterbacks. Stafford has finished four of six games with multiple touchdowns, three of those with three or more. The Giants have given up 23-plus points in our league to all quarterbacks faced except for Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins. He's definitely one of the better streaming options this week if you're streaming the position or you've got Lamar Jackson and Matt Ryan, who Lamar Jackson is not playing because he has a bye and Matt Ryan is questionable, so... Definitely a good option for somebody like that. My second good matchup is Sony Michelle. Uh, the Patriots will be playing the Browns this week. He had an easy matchup on Monday Night Football, as we talked about a little bit. He punched in three touchdowns. He still has not topped 100 yards on the ground, however, this season. But he has scored in the double digits and fantasy points in his last three games. Cleveland has a secondary that is unwell. <laughs> you've you've got to think that Brady will have success as well. I don't see any reason why the Patriots offense wouldn't move, you know, pretty much up and down the field like they typically would. Maybe Sanu will be a bit of a deep threat, but it doesn't seem like right now that the Patriots, maybe that's the only thing that they don't have is a true guy that sort of, you know, takes the top off of a defense. Mm-hmm. And Because of that, I think there's going to be a lot more goal line work for Michelle going forward. You saw that a lot against the Jets. Even though they moved the ball, they still would get down kind of inside the 10, have like a methodical drive. Yeah. It seems to be what their offense consists of. They did have that sort of one long touchdown to Philip Dorsett. But other than that, Brady really wasn't going over the top a lot. It's Mm -hmm. chunk yards, you know, five, five. Four, mm-hmm. ten, something. So, methinks another touchdown is in the works for okay. Sony Michelle. <laughs> Man, I, I hate the Patriots. <laughs> I just have to say, are they going to lose this year at all? 
I, I think it's inevitable, especially just because I really don't think that Brady has, he, they just don't need to really perform that well. And there's going to be a game where the defense finally doesn't look like a bunch of supermen and yeah. they give up some points. They'll, they'll lose. I'm thinking 13 and 3, 14 and, well, actually, probably not 13 and 3, probably 14 and 2. You think that when they play the Cowboys, they'll lose? What do you want me to say here? <laughs> do you want me to say that? I believe that the Cowboys have a chance. I will I will give you that. I just a quick quick side note here. In my pick'em league, I picked the Jets to upset the Patriots with only a one confidence, but I picked them because I feel like the Jets always give them a hard time in at least one game. No matter if they're good or not good or, you know, whatever. It's a divisional game, and I feel like they always play them the best that they can play. And I thought, well, the first time they played, Sam Darnold wasn't playing. So if they're going to if they're gonna win, it's going to be this time. So I'm sure, wrong. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, time is now. Well, and the Dolphins typically give the Patriots a little bit of trouble when they play in Miami. Yeah. But obviously the Dolphins are so bad this season that that didn't work. But... Brady traditionally has trouble in Miami too. So too bad that the division, which has been bad for years now is at an all time level of badness. Yeah. Maybe the bills, maybe the bills can make everyone happy and beat the Patriots. Man, if somehow the Patriots could swoon and the bills won the division, that would just make me the happiest person in the world. It won't happen. (laughs) The bills go 13 and three win the division or something. That would be so sweet. That would be amazing. Uh, moving on to the bad matchups, my first one this week is Calvin Ridley versus Seattle. The Falcons are really bad. And if Matt Bryant doesn't play, uh. they're going to be even worse. So if Matt Schaub starts, they'll try to throw the ball, obviously. I don't know if they'll have any success, but they're facing a <laughs> Seattle defense that's giving up the eighth fewest <laughs> fantasy points to wide receivers. They've given up four touchdowns to receivers in seven games. Two of those were in the first game of the season to John Ross, along with 158 yards. So in the last six games, they've only given up two 100-yard games and two touchdowns. So if you can avoid this situation, even if Matt Ryan is playing, I would still try to avoid this situation because Matt Ryan is probably not going to be at 100%. And they're already struggling. So Okay, my first bad matchup is Jacoby Brissett, quarterback for the Colts. They're playing the Broncos and simply put, the Broncos right now are a complete mess. <laughs> this is a fact. Despite Brissett having a special season to this point, if your choice is between him and another great QB, I would go with the latter this week. Denver has allowed the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, and we've talked about how Chris Harris typically shuts down the number one receivers Mm -hmm. for the Broncos' opponents. Gardner Minshew, the man, Minshew Mania, (laughs) is the only quarterback this year to reach 20 fantasy points against the Broncos. I think the Colts will be leading in this game. Uh, I mean, I... I'm sure everybody thinks that. <laughs> and their their game plan will be to feature a lot of Marlon Mack. I don't necessarily think Brissett will have a bad week. I just don't think that he'll be forced to really do anything. Yeah. I think the Colts are probably going to roll over the Broncos, and Brissett just is not going to have a big week. Maybe, <laughs> you know, 
13 points, 14 points, something like that, because he's just going to be handing the ball off. The Broncos' defense on the ground has not been great yeah. recently. So, Jacoby, if you have another option, I would I would go with that other option. Yeah, it would make sense that the Colts would come in the game. They're at home trying to just run the ball, take control of the game, keep right. Joe Flacco off the field, which isn't really <laughs> much of a concern. But You need to keep Joe Flacco on the field so we can <laughs> throw some more picks. I know, and the game was a, this past week that he, against the Chiefs, he fumbled it just about every time he got it, right? How many times did he fumble? Uh, it seemed like, I think he may have only lost one fumble, but oh. I believe Flacco fumbled. Well, he did fumble three or four times, but he only lost one of them. Oh, wow. And they got sacked, I want to say, nine times. Mm. Was it nine times? Oh, God, I don't even know. I think it. I think it was nine because in Ferris Bueller, you know, the uh, principal calls Ferris's mom, and he says... Ferris has been absent nine times. And she's like, nine, nine times? And he goes, nine times. And we were doing that voice at work after the game. So I do think it was nine. Okay. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. For, <laughs> for uh, wh- whatever reason, that's how I know that. Uh, my next bad matchup for the week is Alshon Jeffrey at Buffalo. Buffalo's defense is giving up the fifth fewest fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. They've only given up two touchdowns all season to the position and have yet to give up a 100-yard game. Jeffrey will likely see a lot of Tredavious White, who hasn't allowed a touchdown yet this season. If the Eagles' offense struggles against Buffalo like they did against Dallas, you can't expect much from Alshon this week. So I would bench him if you can. You might not be able to, but he's definitely one of my lowest picks of the week. The Eagles are a, a bit of a mess as well. To recap some of our good and bad matchups thus far, good matchups, LaShawn McCoy, Matthew Stafford, Leonard Fournette, and Sony Michelle. The bad ones, Calvin Ridley, Jacoby Brissett, Alshon Jeffrey. And my final one, sticking with the Eagles, is Zach Ertz. The tight end, Ertz, has yet to get 100 yards this season. He only has one touchdown on the year. He also has just six catches the last two weeks combined, despite 14 targets. Wow. Now Buffalo is on the docket. As you were saying, the secondary is fantastic. The Bills have given up the second fewest amount of of fantasy points to tight ends this season. The Eagles were terrible in their final game. I don't really expect Ertz to break out of the funk this week. I think, well, when you look at their passing game, I really think that the lack of the deep threat, I think that really hurts. Deshaun Jackson being out Mm -hmm. has really made that offense suffer. When he comes back, maybe they have that guy that can take the top off of the defense. Maybe they start to find their rhythm a little bit, but really they've only, when they played the Packers, I believe that was the only week that they really truly ran the ball successfully yeah the offense just is a mess they can't throw the ball deep and they can't run yeah and that a good combo that to me i mean green bay is not very good against the run as we will get into here shortly but uh, so that is probably why they were able to run the ball against green bay not because they're good yeah it was just a great matchup which is makes me happy So our game of the week this week 
We went with Green Bay at Kansas City. Uh, this game, of course, won't be what it should have been since Patrick Mahomes is, I would say, isn't playing, but I mean, apparently he might play. I don't know. I, I don't expect him to play. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to bet on him not playing, but they're going to keep tossing it out there, maybe see if they can screw with the Packers a little bit. Yeah. Um, both defenses overall are not ranked very high with Kansas City at 25 and Green Bay at 26. Both teams give up a damn near the same amount of yards per game with Green Bay slightly better against the run and Kansas City slightly better against the pass, but slightly better isn't great still. <laughs> <laughs> it's not saying much. No. Um, the offenses tell a different story. Kansas City ranks first in passing offense with Green Bay sitting at 11th. But both teams rank in the bottom 12 in rushing offense. With Pat Mahomes out, Kansas City obviously won't be the number one passing offense in the league. Green Bay, Bay, Green Bay is playing so well right now, it seems like Kansas City doesn't stand a chance to win this one. I don't think they do. I expect the Packers to take the lead early. I do not know why I can't speak today. But <laughs> I expect the Packers to take the lead early in this one and the Chiefs to be playing catch-up the whole game. So they'll likely be passing a lot. Hopefully with short checkdowns to LaShawn McCoy, as I already kind of hoped for. Yeah, you talked about all <laughs> about your guy LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> just wanted to throw it in there one more time um i think you'll see a heavy dose of aaron jones and jamal williams in this one as well with some uh valdez scantling sprinkled in tyreek hill of course is always a threat and can catch balls from anyone so i think the packers are going to take this one i don't know what do you think i think the chiefs have a little bit more of a chance than you're giving them i do mm -hmm. think the packers will win Packers uh, sitting at six and one, Chiefs at five and two. I think that Andy Reid, as experienced as he is, it's not the first time he's had a starting quarterback go down. I think they'll give Matt Moore a lot to work with. Mm -hmm. It'll just be about executing that that game plan. Obviously, Matt Moore is not Patrick Mahomes. The things that Mahomes can do, pretty much no one else in the NFL can do except for Rodgers, just with the arm and the uh, creativeness that he has. Mm -hmm. Uh, like you mentioned, the Chiefs are kind of in the middle of the road in passing yards allowed and have allowed the ninth most fantasy points to RBs. So I would pretty much start anyone on Green Bay <laughs> that you have, depending on your lineup and your squad. Uh, the Green Bay secondary this season has been much improved over last year. They've allowed the 10th fewest fantasy points to receivers, but somehow the 8th most fantasy points to tight ends, which doesn't make... a a ton of sense but when you look at it uh that's mainly because of the Raiders last week Darren Waller had seven catches for 126 yards and two TDs even Foster Moreau the other tight end for Oakland caught a touchdown I was gonna say who so, yeah exactly <laughs> so the tight ends for Oakland last week had a big week against Green Bay so if you're gonna start Travis Kelsey which if you have Travis Kelsey you're gonna start him anyway mm -hmm but maybe that is a good sign for him. And with Matt Moore not typically being your starting QB, you would think he'll probably lean on the tight end 
as a bit of a security blanket anyway. So Travis Kelsey, for sure, I'm very excited about what he can do this upcoming week. It's really hard still, with all that being said, not to pick the Packers. Mahomes out is Mahomes out. Yeah. And it's just a simple fact that the Packers are the better team at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes being out is a huge blow to to Kansas City. I mean, he was last year's MVP, right? So It's a blow to the NFL. It's a blow to people that really don't want the Patriots to win the <laughs> AFC. Come back, Patrick, soon. Yeah. E- even as a even as a Broncos fan, like I'm just really hoping the Chiefs would do something yeah. this season. Still, obviously, that's all on the table. Yeah, I'm so glad that his injury was really not very severe at all. Like we, like it looked like it was going to be when they were popping everything back into place there <laughs> yeah. on live TV. Yeah, which I could have done without. Oh, not me. We can- <laughs> I, you, you love it. You love it. I know. <laughs> Moving on to our our starting lineups for this upcoming week, week eight. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and Marquise Brown, my stable of guys on the Ravens, they are all on bye. So I've got, as I previously mentioned, Matt Ryan as my starting QB as of now. There's still a chance he won't play, in which case I think Marquise Brown will be my odd man out if I have to pick up another quarterback. If I need a starting QB there, I don't know who I'll pick up, especially if Drew Brees is going to play. The other guy I was going to pick up was Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, uh, you should But t- if, Drew, if Drew Brees is back, I'll have to take another gander there at the wire. You should pick up uh, Jameis Winston. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, you know what? Mike Evans is back in the lineup, so maybe I can get some double touchdowns there, Jameis to, that Jameis to Mike Evans connection. Yeah, you should do it. <laughs> yeah, right. My starting... I'll I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> how about th- how about that? My starting receivers: Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, and then I have Odell back in there in the flex. RBs: Saquon at Detroit. Saquon Barkley is projected 18.8 points in our league. I am so happy he's back, but I could use more than 15 like he got last week. You know, maybe 25 or 30. That would really be fantastic especially because of my other rb who is carlos hyde who except for that one week where i did start him upon your recommendation which was a great one because that's really the only week that he's done anything though (laughs) but they're playing the raiders hopefully the texans will be able to run the ball a little bit vance mcdonald back in the tight end spot i might switch him out for tj hawkinson but the steelers are playing the dolphins so i'm going with vance mcdonald It seems like a lose-lose either way there. (laughs) Harrison Bucker is my kicker, and I'm going to stick with the New Orleans defense this week. They're playing Arizona. So for me this week, I am uh, hesitantly sticking with Jared Goff as my starting quarterback. They are playing Cincinnati, who is giving up the seventh most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I I think Goff may be in our league projected the most points of any quarterback really it's like 26 something right it was now it's 22.99 whoa it went down it did it went down by four yeah what what changed in their calculations we always talk about the projections and how they're crap like what what changed to take four points off they are crap but it's probably because he looked i mean he finished with a good fantasy game, but he looked so bad from what I, I mean, I didn't watch yeah. the game, but from what I read it, he overthrew people. He just wasn't accurate. He's just not looking good. 
Hopefully you can get a shit together. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I right, did. Right. Quick note, I did, and I posted this on Instagram too. I didn't even ask you if you agreed with me here, but I did snag Sam Darnold off of, and when he was a free agent before he played on Monday, because he does have a list of great matchups coming up. Yes, he does. I would never in a million years start him this week after his performance against New England, but maybe next week if I have to. Jared Goff is on a bye next week, so... I'll reevaluate after this weekend and see where I'm at with him. I saw the Instagram post. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> like, great job, Kyle. And then that game happened. It was just like, oh. He got negative 6.66 points in that game in our league. I'm really thinking it was because of the Patriots defense and not because Darnold isn't, you know, worth picking up, honestly. Because yeah. the rest, the Jets schedule coming up is about as weak as it possibly gets. Yeah. And he played okay the week before. He played great I against mean, Dallas. Yeah, he played great. It just, New England, you, we saw many years ago Peyton Manning in the playoffs and in the regular season, too, going into Foxborough. That was his house of horrors. <laughs> I realize it was in New York, this game, but Darnold is not the first young quarterback that, that Bill Belichick has, you know, yeah. tried to pretty much decimate his confidence. So, yeah. Speaking of that, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. And the audio, um, he was mic'd up for that game. Did you see where they caught him saying he was seeing ghosts out there? Yeah, seeing, seeing ghosts. <laughs> That's, hey, at least he's honest. Yeah. Because he definitely was seeing ghosts. Yeah. Um, so moving on, I got all my starters back this week. I don't have any starters on a bye, which is good news for me because I am playing Cornholio, who is now the leader in our league after he I don't know how many wins in a row he's gotten now, but um I have Tyler Lockett, Chris Godwin as my starting receivers. And then my RB1 and 2, Dalvin Cook, James Conner. Conner is still listed as questionable, but he is expected to play from what I can tell. My tight end, Gerald Everett, actually had a good game for me last week. He caught a touchdown, like 50 yards or something. So I'm happy with that pickup so far, although Cincinnati apparently is not a great matchup for tight ends. But, I mean, I don't have any other choice, really. I did drop Delaney Walker for Sam Darnold because he didn't play one and did he play maybe he did play I don't remember if he played but he didn't get any points Walker yeah I believe he tried to play and then was frustrated because he essentially got hurt again is what I believe happened yeah so I did drop him because I don't think he's worth holding on to at this point my flex, Aaron Jones. I do have Jamal Williams on the bench, but I think Aaron Jones is a better play. So if you have both of those guys, I'd go with Aaron Jones. Maybe go with both of them. If you have somebody on a bye and you need a flex play, <laughs> I, don't know. I wouldn't do that, right. but you might. Um, let's see. My kicker, Robbie Gold still. I'm probably just going to ride him out through the season. He's already had a bye week. so Yeah, wh why not? He's good as gold. Good as might as well hang on to him. <laughs> He got he didn't have any points in the game last week at the half, and he had finished with nine, which was pretty good. So well, they're playing in a monsoon. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looked fun. It looked fun as hell to play in. It did not not to be at the game and watch, but to actually play in it, it would have been great. Yeah, 
And as I mentioned, Tennessee, I'm still going with the defense. Probably will try to get a different one next week. They're playing Tampa Bay this week. And Jameis Winston will probably have an amazing game just because that's what happens to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good luck in in week eight. You've got a tough matchup. I've got a tough one as well. I'm playing Jackson, who's also right up there near the top of the standings. I think we're both five and two now. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is a big week. It is a big you, week. You could use it as a, a stepping stone. I could. I might. I might move on up in the in the rankings. I'll be watching my back. <laughs> That'll do it for today's show. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please remember to subscribe and give us a review. Again, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BTBW Podcast. We do post our top waiver wire ads on Tuesday. So if you're interested in that, go follow us. Ask us your lineup questions. We want to answer them. We want to help. And we will see you next week. See you later.